Greetings, everyone out there in Media Land. I'm Chad Hansen. I'm your host for tonight's Two Wolves Media. I am here to get things started. You know, I'm glad you guys joined the show. If, uh, want to leave comments all throughout the show i'll be trying to check those as i can um but uh tonight's show is just me <laughs> so that's kind of where we're starting it's gonna be a not a longer version of the show unfortunately sorry to say that um but please as you get a chance right now like and share this video um tonight i hope to provide you some level of hope uh, with what's going on and everything. You know, I want you guys to be thinking about what our minds can be thinking about that can bring hope to this situation of everything that's going on. Um, so yeah, that's the plan for tonight's episode. So like I said, while you still get a chance, like and share this video. Share it with as many people as you can. Like it. Uh, once again, I'm Chad with Two Wolves Media. A little introduction, I guess, since I'm by myself, I might as well. Uh, I'm a mental health therapist here in Idaho. And see the world a little differently sometimes, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, you guys are out on this lovely stroll, this walk with me. See, there we go, 360. Fantastic. Good evening, Doug. Thanks for joining us. So, tonight I'd like you guys to think about your fears. What it is that scares you right now. What are, what are the biggest fears that you have regarding this coronavirus, regarding everything that's going on? And I know we talked about this last time but this is a little different episode and you'll see why in a minute but I want you to think about those fears <laughs> yeah Tim I'm outside walking free yes I don't know that's illegal anymore either but thanks for joining us but right now in the comments please any fears that are coming up that you've been thinking about that you've been worried about uh, I want you to be thinking about those. I want you to throw them down in the comments. From fear of your freedoms and liberties being taken away to other things. You have to be thinking about what it is that we're afraid of. What, what causes fear? What are the qualities of fear that exist? What are the qualities? What, what do those consist of? Qualities of fear that really takes over everything is irrational thinking. Unemployment. The economy crashing. Yeah, we're all scared. It is a terrifying time. It's a time where we feel uneasy. We don't know if we're going to go to our work tomorrow and find out we're laid off. We don't know if our sudden 
Mortgage rates are going to jump through the roof. We don't know much of anything, truthfully. And that's what causes fear. The fear of the unknown. The fear of what, what we're not sure is going to happen. You know, and yeah, Catherine, you said it. Fear of the unknown. We don't know what to expect. And the worst thing is, is we don't know what to expect for tomorrow. We don't know if tomorrow's going to be a day full of fear, uh, more restrictions, more uh, coronavirus news, more everything. Not knowing what to tell our kids. It's a terrifying time. And it gets really scary at times. It really does. However, however, there is, there is a glimmer of hope in this. There's a lot of glimmer of hope, actually, if we want to look at it from the right perspective. So the first perspective is, is one thing that we have to do in order to see the hope in this is we have to change our perspective. Now, I've talked a lot about perspective before, and I've talked about how we can ch- choose to see things from a different light, how we can see things from a different angle. Now, how, you say, how are we supposed to see anything from a different angle when the government is controlling our business, when our finances are in jeopardy, when the stocks are plummeting, when we're worried about walking outside and getting some disease and then carrying it and passing it on to someone else who may be able to get it and may die from it. How do we change our perspective? Well, we change our perspective by recognizing two things that we never had in the first place. And this is terrifying, but just hear me out first. And that is control. See, up till now, we've lived in this nice little world. That's a great world to live in. But we believed that we had all the control that we could possibly have. And the truth of the matter is, we didn't. Why is it so scary and fearful when all of a sudden someone passes away that was young? Because it reminds us that we don't have control. When coronavirus, when earthquakes, when hurricanes, when all these things come about our way, it reminds us that we are not in control. Now, whether you believe in a God, or whether you believe in something else, or whether you believe it's random chances... All I know is that it gins up the truth, regardless of whoever you are, what you believe, is anyone can admit that we don't have control. Yeah, Mary, you said that God is in control. For those who do believe in God, yeah, I would agree, God is in control. But then others would ask, well, where's God in all this? Where's God in the coronavirus? Where's God in this epidemic that is coming across the uh, United States in the world. Well, I'm not going to go too far into a religious discussion tonight because I want to bring hope. Now, I do believe God has got a hope, but more so, I want to remind us of what we've come from. What do you mean? Well, we have come from so many different places of strength. Right here, Let me see if I can flip the camera. Of course I can't. Don't know how to do this. This is the Gettysburg Address that I walked to. 
Let's remind ourselves what was happening during the Gettysburg Address. What was happening before that all happened? Slavery. A time of uncertainty. A time when they didn't know what was going to happen the next day. They weren't sure what was going to happen each day. What about the time of the Vietnam War? Or here, you can't see this one, but this is in memory of those who gave their lives in the World War. There's a bunch of people listed. Now I'm at the Nampix Civic Center right now. But this is a reminder that we've also been in times where we've faced uncertainty. And we were unsure of what was going to happen. Here is in memory of those who gave their lives for our freedom in World War II. What about Pearl Harbor? That was another time where things were out of control. Here's another one. In memory of those who gave their lives for our freedom in Korea, for our freedom in Vietnam. These were all times where we felt uncertainty and we didn't know what was going to happen. This is no different. This is scarier, yeah, because we have an enemy that's nameless. We have an enemy that's faceless. We have an enemy that's raceless. But it's no different. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we have faced adversity before. We have faced problems before. And we have faced all these different things that have held us down and beaten us up from uh, race segregation to uh, Hurricane Katrina to 9-11. And we thought in each of those times and every time that happened that it's the end of the world world's going to collide on itself, everything's going to go bad, all those things. But the reality is, we bounce back. That's what we do. Resiliency is the ability to bounce back. Is the ability to find a way to bounce back when the stock market crashed. When the Great Depression happened. Did a lot of people lose their lives? Absolutely. Did we find a way to bounce back? We did. Because what did they do? They didn't change the problems. The problems still existed. What about when the Spanish flu came through? What about when uh, the Vikings, if you were living in Scandinavia and those times of day, Vikings would come through and you could possibly lose your life at any given time. It reminds us we're not in control, but what it reminds us also is that the only thing we do have control is how we respond. How do we choose to respond to COVID-19 or COVID-19 or whatever the name of it is? Do we choose to respond with fear or do we choose to respond with faith? Do we choose to respond with hope? Now I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me how they're scared about everything that's happening and they're unsure of this time in the world and they're not sure of what's going to happen and Mary I'm right there with you I can understand people being scared and being afraid and being worried but let me ask you this question I use this a lot in in, uh, counseling and I'll get back to that last story because I do this a lot so I apologize but uh, let's say you're scared of airplanes 
You're terrified of airplanes. And you're afraid that every time you get on an airplane, it's going to crash. So I'm getting on an airplane. Man, this airplane, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's going to crash. I know it's going to crash. I, oh, boy. You're sweating. Your heart's pounding. It's racing. You're freaked out. You may not even get on that airplane at all. Maybe you force yourself to get on that airplane and you finally get on that airplane. You take the three, four, five hour flight wherever you're going and finally you land. So what happens? You just went through hell in your mind. You were terrified and you missed and you, and you had this whole bad negative experience of, of, of what you expected to happen. Let me ask you a question. Not that I'm saying that it's true, not that I'm saying it's false, but I'm asking you, has any of the assumptions or expectations about COVID-19, has any of it brought in, has anyone read anything that brought hope? There's not much of it. If I get on that airplane and I'm that person who thinks the plane's going to crash, plane's going to crash, plane's going to crash, and I'm sitting next to Doug who's thinking the plane's, you know, he doesn't even care what the plane's doing. He's sitting there listening to some John Mellencamp and rocking out and enjoying his life and just everything else like that. Meanwhile, the pilot comes over the radio and says, Hey, guys, uh, hate to inform you, but uh, we just lost the wing and we just lost the engine and we're going down. So now I'm going down. I just worried about the plane crashing the whole time and now the plane's going to crash anyway. Did I change anything? No. Look, this virus can really affect our world. I'm not going to lie. But it does not have to dominate our minds. It does not have to dominate our thoughts. You ask what to tell your kids. Same thing you tell them every day. I mean, we live in a world where there's guns. We live in the world where there's viruses. We live in the world where there's cancer. We live in the world where there's, there's everything in one way or another is trying to kill us. What are you going to tell your kids? You tell your kids the same thing you tell them every day. Go to school. Be nice. Well, you can't go to school right now. But be nice. Be caring. Be thoughtful. Think of others. Because this does not have to dominate our mind. That's where hope comes in. Yeah, keep your hands clean too. Don't lick doorknobs. All those things. Because that's where hope comes in. Is hope comes in in the form of where we don't have to let this dominate our minds. COVID-19 or other things that may come our way. Because this may not even be about COVID-19. This may be just right now COVID-19. We don't know. Maybe another disease comes around the corner in another three years. That's way worse. And that we're wishing COVID-19 was back. Or maybe something else happens. Or maybe something else. Or maybe this, this, this disease unites us in some sort of way that brings us a, a sense of overwide, worldwide hope because we're all facing it. You know, when, when, when a single disease or a single thing that happens all the way across the world affecting multiple countries, terrorists, uh, 
Good people, bad people, mean people, happy people, sad people, old people, young people. And yes, it may not be affecting some as much, but it's affecting everyone. And even though it's affecting everyone and all those things are happening, my question to you is very simple. My question is, in one way or another, couldn't the country be united through this? Could the country... Could the world be united through their struggles? Because I know one thing, and that is, when I was back there, back there, that way, at the war museum, or not at the museum, but the memorial, is all those guys were united through their struggles. They bled and they died together. They fought for a cause that they didn't know, or may not even have believed him, but they fought nonetheless, united. Unity creates connection. Unity creates faith. Unity creates hope. We can find a way to be united about this. But the very first thing you got to do, I got three hints for you how you do this. Very first thing, turn off the TV. The damn television is rotting our minds. Turn off the television and go for a walk like I am. Realize the world is not destroyed. Turn off the television. Turn off the news. Turn off the reports. You know, if, 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 if you believe in God, spend that time praying. If you don't, spend that time helping others. Do something that's actually going to benefit this world right now. Do something that's going to help bring about hope. That's going to bring about change. That's going to bring about peace. Do those things. Because like I said, we've been through things like this before. We were terrified when we were afraid we were going to be nuked. We were terrified when we were afraid that Korea was going to bomb us. We were afraid. I mean, we live in fear. Why? I understand it's scary. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that this is not a scary time because it is. But I'm saying we don't have to choose to let it dominate our minds. We don't have to let it dominate our spirit. And we don't have to let it break us. We have options. We have choices to choose how we're going to respond to this situation. How we're going to respond to this crisis. Yes, do. Oh, yeah, Mary, sure. Definitely share. Do wash your hands. Do practice all the things they're telling you to practice. But don't let it dominate your life. Don't let it be the point where you're so afraid to go outside that we forget what the world, that what, what, what kind of world we're trying to save. You got to take a walk every once in a while. You got to come out and see what this world still looks like. The beauty of it. The, the moon, the sun, the light, the everything. Not getting too hippy-dippy-ish on you guys, but what I am wanting you to understand is, what's the point? If we don't come out and remind ourselves of the humanity that we are fighting for, that we are united with, then what's the point? So very first tip, like I said, turn off the television. Turn off the news. Get off Facebook. 
unless you're watching this, <laughs> then share. But otherwise, get off Facebook. Get on things that are going to bring you hope. Oops, what did I do? Hold on. Oh, there we go. Get on things that are going to bring you hope. Get on things that are going to inspire you. Use this time to find ways to connect with your family. Use this time to come up with more routines and, and, and things that are going to bring your family closer. Maybe, just maybe, COVID-19 is a way that is there to unite the families that have been broken for so long. Maybe, just maybe, COVID-19 is here to unite our marriages that have been broken for so long. Maybe, just maybe, COVID-19 is to unite race relations that have been broken for so long. Maybe, just maybe, COVID-19 actually can provide some level of hope. And you say, how? Well, did the Holocaust provide hope? Not in the time, but afterwards, yeah. Did each of these things that I mentioned, were they, were there, was there a lot of hope at the time? No, there wasn't. But after, there was. So second tip is find ways to bring about hope. Find ways to bring about joy and laughter. Make that be the primary source of what you're doing on a daily basis. Whether it's enjoying a walk or whether it's going for a bike ride or whether it's making knitted blankets in your basement or whether it's handing out waters or whatever it is. Do something that brings about hope to this world. Washing your hands, yeah, that's great. That's, that doesn't spread the disease. You know, my Shannon made a comment the, today or yesterday that she said everything seems backwards. What does she mean? We were told to practice shaking hands, greeting people, showing respect. Now I'm told to walk six feet away from each other. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying you shouldn't. You should practice safe practices. But what I am saying is there's many ways to spread hope. There's many ways to bring unity today. Maybe this COVID-19 has an opportunity for you to call a loved one that you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe COVID-19 allows you to bury a hatchet that you've been holding on to for a while because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Maybe COVID-19 allows you to have an experience of freedom where you can experience the freedom of finally forgiving someone. Or finally letting go of your anger or guilt or pain or shame or any of those things you've been holding on to forever. Maybe this is that opportunity where you finally say, you know what, I'm going to let that down. Maybe COVID-19 is that opportunity where you finally show yourself value and you stand up for yourself. Because you're learning boundaries with COVID-19 without knowing it. So, I said first tip, turn off the television, turn off the news. Stop watching. Focus on praying. Focus on meditating. Focus on doing other things like that. Second, start investing in hope in other people. 
Find other people. Find other people that need help. There's a lot of stories of people on Facebook and other things like that that are coming together to give out water and give out groups and everything else like that. Perhaps, yeah, Doug, this could be a new beginning. This could be a new opportunity. I won't say a new beginning because I'll just say a new opportunity. And finally, third. Third tip I have before I leave you tonight. And that is... Don't take my, before I give that tip, don't take my carefree attitude of carelessness because I really do care. I care about those people who are struggling. I care about those people who are hurting. I care about those people who are sick. I care about those people who are afraid of spreading more infection. I care about all those things. But I'm not going to let it dominate my mind. I'm not going to let it dominate my mind to the point where I stop living. Because here's the truth that I know. Is if we stop living and we isolate, we hunker down for long terms, long time, suicide, depression, all the things that dominate my area field is going to be way worse. Unless we create unity. Unless we have that opportunity to build unity. Now I've gone longer than I wanted to because you guys got me on the soapbox. But I appreciate you all tuning in tonight. Third thing. Third tip. Take care of others. Not just ourselves. Take care of others. Find a way to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Guys, you guys all been wonderful. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Like I said, let's just remind ourselves we have been through things before. We have been through hell and back. We have been through hard things. And we have, if if you have faith, then you have someone who's the problem solver. If you don't have faith, well, you still have an opportunity to understand the unity that we can get and turn a bad situation into good. You know, like I said, I think the nation needs prayer tonight, so I'm going to pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this beautiful night, for everything that's going on here. Lord, uh, in my eyes, you haven't missed it. You haven't forgotten about it. You haven't forgotten about us. I just pray that we can use this as an opportunity for a new beginning. Be with anyone and everyone who's sick. May you just provide healing. Anyone and everyone who is homeless. Or jobless, may you provide opportunity for jobs. May we band together to just create a world that's united. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, God bless. Have a great day. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Chad. I'm out.